0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Robins Football Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Leese, and on today's episode, we recap the first week of free agency in the NFL, and look at who improved, who stayed about the same, and who got worse in each division. We got a lot to catch up in each of the eight divisions, so let's get started with the division with my favorite team in it, the AFC East. So my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, they retained uh, running back Taewon Jones, Guard John Feliciano. It was originally reported by Matt Perino of uh, New York Upstate, uh, Syracuse.com. It was about three years, $17 million deal. Matt Milano brought back Dale Williams. Brought back at right tackle, uh, guard Ike Butker, who started late in the year due to an injury to um, Cody Ford at left guard. He was brought back with a restricted free agent tender. Cornerback Levi Wallace was not brought back on the tender, but signed for a lower contract, about $1.5 million. Um And then there were some restructures. Defensive tackle Vernon Butler, center Mitch Morse, and linebacker Tyler Medikevich to help with uh, cap space. Players that they lost, uh, tight end Tyler Croft went to sign with the New York Jets. Lee Smith, who is contemplating retirement, had four catches and two touchdowns last year. He was traded to the Atlanta Falcons for a seventh-round pick in 2022. Uh, quarterback Matt Barkley um, was placed as a backup, which we'll get to in a little bit. Wide receiver John Brown was cut and then signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. There was also a replacement in for him. Uh, wide receiver slash kicker turner Andre Roberts signed with the Houston Texans. Um, they have not gotten a true replacement for him as of yet. Uh, swing tackle Ty Seki went and signed with the Cowboys. Quinn Jefferson was cut, um, defensive tackle. He signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Cunning, excuse me, uh, punter Coy Bahorquez was not signed or restricted free agent tendered. And there's no update yet on uh, the number five receiver on the team last year, Isaiah McKenzie. The new additions, uh, the big one, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, originally reported by Dan Fates of 13 in Rochester, about a one year, $6 million deal, but it um, only counts about 4.75 against the cap because there's a void year for the second year. Um, tight end Jacob Hollister was a little over a million dollars, so they got him at a bargain. Uh, defensive tackle star Luchalele was out last year as he had uh, he opted out of the season, um, as players had the option to do due to COVID. Uh, punter Matt Hawk from the Dolphins was signed to be the new punter. And then quarterback Mitch Trubisky was brought in for a one-year, two point five million dollar deal, incentives to go up four and a half million. Um but the price was a little was pretty much negligible negligible between Barkley and him. So the Bills upgrade at the backup QB spot there. So overall looking at their team, there was no one that they really lost that I was you know, in love with. I mean, we I did love what John Brown brought as the number one receiver a couple years ago, um, but this past year you would have thought he'd been a great number two and due to injuries and some inconsistency um, and kind of being, I don't want to say a total one-trick pony, but a guy that if his speed isn't 100% there, teams are able to put a speed guy on him or press him at the line. He didn't really offer much else and couldn't line up in the slot. Um, That is not a problem with Emmanuel Sanders. He is one of the um, top five receivers against zone coverage, along with uh, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. So the three of them will be able to find any hole in any zone um, to get open and make plays. And he's also great against press coverage, even for a smaller guy. And though he's not a huge deep speed guy, He, in the last three years, has caught 22 of 30 um, targets downfield, 10 yards or more in the air, so he can definitely make plays down the field if he's not an elite speedster at this point when he's about to, I believe he just turned 34, so, and then um, they were looking potentially at uh, Zach Ertz, but the Eagles believe they should get a third rounder for him, and that's... I, I want to give up for a premium pick for a guy who, for the Eagles, is only going to be their number two tight end, number one and number two. Um, you have to worry about getting his contract in under the cap. You would have to maybe cut or restructure some people, and that's a lot of work. And Jacob Hollister isn't that much of a downgradius. Six touchdowns the last two years, and he's a guy that played at Wyoming with Josh Allen. I caught, I believe, seven touchdowns his last year at Wyoming with Allen. He's got some good downfield speed at 4'6". He's got some toughness to make catches over the middle and be a good blocker. And at worst, now you have four um, young tight ends that have a lot of potential. Again, it is potential, so there's no sure thing there, but you're not paying any of them a ton. And you still have the option, if you want, to invest in that position. Maybe, you know, when Ertz is price goes down for the Eagles. Maybe you can go back to them and see if they'll take a deal or just invest in a really talented young guy in the draft. Um, again, Starr, he and Butler can be your run stuffers on the defensive line. Um, they really missed that element last year, and they forced uh, Ed Oliver to play out of position when he's more of a penetrating defensive tackle as opposed to a guy that occupies blockers. Um, Matt Hawk um, wasn't the greatest punter last year for the Dolphins, but um, I'm sure they were thinking that they could only pay a punter so much, especially Bajorquez who may have been on the field 50 snaps last year, and while he was great in those 50 snaps, you can't pay um, guys that much, especially in this um, new cap era where it's, you know, the cap is at least 20 to $30 million down from where it normally would be. Um, and then Mitch Trubisky, I like that move. He's 29-21 as a starter, 350 starts in the NFL. He can be a game manager and also make some plays on the run in the zone read game. And I'd rather be one snap away from uh, Josh Allen to Mitch Trubisky than I would Josh Allen to Matt Barkley. And I definitely would be much more comfortable with being one snap away from Mitch Trubisky than I would Jake Fromm, who we haven't seen. His arm doesn't look like the type of arm that could succeed in cold weather in November and December. Um, Trubisky's not elite with arm talent, but he makes up for it with having that experience, still being a winning quarterback for the most part. And he's, I believe, the type that if you put good to elite pieces around him and have good defense, he can win you games. Um... He's not going to kill you um, at the position. He's just not going to be an elite-level player, but you're not asking him to do that. Um, So that's how I feel about Buffalo. Now we go to the New York Jets. They retained uh, safety Marcus May with the franchise tag, and wide receivers Vincent Smith and Jeff Smith. They lost Rashad Perriman. He signed with the Lions. Uh, And then they cut uh, defenseman Henry Anderson, who signed with the Patriots. And their new additions at wide receiver, they added Corey Davis for about $14 million uh, from the—no, uh, it was about $12 million actually, a year. $12.5 yeah, million, yeah, $2.5 a year for three years. Um, from the Titans, Keelan Cole, um, one-year, $5.5 million. Center Dan Feeney, uh, Carl Lawson, got a three-year, $45 million contract. Um, maybe the best pass rusher on the market. They got uh, safety of the Joyner from the Raiders, linebacker Jared Davis, and special teamer Justin Hardy. So the Jets, um, they added some pretty good weapons there with Davis and Keelan Cole. Um, Their wide receiver room now, it just looked barren last year for much of last year until the rookie Denzel Mims finally got healthy, and it was really just Jamison Crowder and some guys. Now you have Davis, Cole, and Mims. And Crowder is a pretty good slot guy, but if you got someone in the draft that you really liked, a guy or two in the draft that you really liked, you'd probably move off him, get yourself some more cap room, and just depend on all those young guys. I love the idea of Mims and Davis together, and maybe, you know, Cole or Crowder and some other rookie in there. Um, Jared Davis could be a solid player at linebacker. Um, with uh, the new scheme that they have in there with Robert Sala. Um, they still haven't figured out their quarterback situation in general. Uh, Darnold could be a trade piece. You can get a pick for him, but um, do you either want to do that or put all the best pieces around him and see if he can succeed? Um, with that number two pick, either draft you a know, big-time receiver like Chase or Smith or trade that pick to get a gluttony of picks, and then um, just use those picks to prove the offensive line or prove playmakers or improve the team in general. Um, the Jets still have a lot to figure out in that sense, but I think um, they had a, about, in terms of the contenders with the Bills, they had, I think, the most consistent, they got the most value out of the players that they signed. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about, they brought in a ton of players. But they paid them big money, and it's all kind of dependent on what one player does with them. So with that in mind, we go to the Patriots, who they retain quarterback Cam Newton, center David Andrews, defensive end Dietrich Wise. They lost Patrick Chung. He opted out last year, and he decided to retire this offseason. Tied in Ryan Izzo. They traded over the Texans for a seventh rounder. Offensive tackle Marcus Cannon was traded to the Texans in a pick swap. And then their all-pro guard, Joe Tooney, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. New guys, um, Dante Hightower is the big guy that returned from the opt-out for the Patriots. Cornerback Jalen Mills, cornerback slash safety Jalen Mills from the Philadelphia Eagles. Nelson Aguilar from the Raiders, two years, $26 million. That's a hefty price for a guy who's coming off really just two years out of like five or six where he's been really good. He's got some speed and some downfield speed but considering what other um, receivers signed for um, it's a little high. Uh, Kendrick Bourne um, from the 49ers signed for about three years 21 million. John U. Smith and Hunter Henry both received um, I believe John Smith it was four years 50 million and then three years 37.5 million for Hunter Henry so they got paid tied the third most of all tight ends, um, both earning $12.5 million a year behind uh, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Um, defensive end Matthew Judon um, from the Ravens, uh, one of the best pass rushers on the market. Henry Anderson, we mentioned with the Jets. He goes now to New England. Um, Center slash guard Ted Karras as a depth piece in the interior. And then what is it? Kyle Van Noy, who was a Miami Dolphin last year after signing a big contract with them. He gets cut, he signs with the Patriots, and they still receive the compensatory fourth-round pick that they were going to get for him anyway. So they really doubled up on in that sense. Offensive tackle Trent Brown they bring back. Um, he was with the Raiders for a couple years. They traded um, a seventh-rounder, and they uh, what is it? got a 7th rounder and Trent Brown, excuse me, for a 5th rounder from the Las Vegas Raiders. They get defensive tackle Devin Gotchow from the Dolphins, tackle Montrevis Adams, and linebacker Waquan McMillan. And they were, the Patriots were as active as any team in free agency. Um, I don't know if they will get all bang for their buck because, you know, Cam Newton is the guy that they brought back at quarterback. Now, I think there's still some cap room if a Marcus Mariota... Where do get cut from the Raiders who are dealing with their own cap issues? And I would like that as a competition between the two of them because you'd have two mobile quarterbacks who if you get them to play within the system and use those tight ends, use those receivers, you could play pretty good. Now, you definitely still have, you know, not the best quarterback situation in the division with Josh Allen and Buffalo, but with creative coaching from Belichick and, uh, and Josh McDaniels, you could get... Um, pretty far with that, um, not sure winning division far, but at least competing for wildcard playoff spot. Um, but Aguilar for about two years, twenty-six million. When um, Juju Smith-Schuster, we'll talk about later, but he's signed for one year, eight million to come back to Pittsburgh. Um, Manuel Sanders, one year, six million. I think they're pretty similar players, to be honest. Um, I mean. Sanders is much older, but in terms of production, Sanders has been as good as not better, um, throughout his career. Um, Kendrick Bourne is a pretty good contract. I don't hate that one, but Smith and Henry, you basically have to recreate, uh, Hernandez and, uh, Gronkowski in terms of, you know, their play on the field when they were together, um, for those contracts to be worth what you're paying, um, Judon and Henry Anderson, they give you some versatility. Um, Judon does give you that big pass rusher that um, you would need against uh, better teams in the AFC in terms of quarterbacking with a Josh Allen, Buffalo, and a Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, then getting Van Noy back, who's just incredible, versatile player and one of those Patriot guys. Finding a way to get him back and still getting that compensatory pick is huge. Um, But until they solve the quarterback situation, there's a limit to how good they can be. I think they can be 9, 10, maybe 11 win if everything goes right. But I still don't, they're still not the Patriots of old anytime soon. But they did make some improvements, but it is a lot of money a lot of money that they put down this offseason. And teams that normally put the most guaranteed money in free agency don't reap the rewards. The Jets have been among those teams that have put the most guaranteed money in free agency and um, very seldomly do they reap the rewards. So, I mean, you trust the Patriots front office and their team a little bit more, but they're drafting the past few years, especially at skill position, like wide receiver and running back, you know it leaves a lot to be desired. So, uh, with that in mind, we go to the Miami Dolphins, and they retained offensive tackle Adam Pankey, linebacker Vince Beagle, fullbacks Tevin Carter. Again, they lost Kyle Van Noy, who they signed to a four-year, fifty-plus million-dollar contract last year, and then they just cut him. He goes to their division rival. Another guy that they brought in to help the defense, Shaq Lawson last year. He gets traded to the Texans for Bernardrick McKinney, who's a pretty good run stuffing linebacker. But, you know, on rundowns, he's going to be pretty good. But in passing downs, he might not be very useful. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's the closer in a lot of games for them at quarterback, he signs with the Washington football team. Devin Godchow, they lose him again to division rival New England. And Matt Hawk, their punter, signs with the Bills. They brought in running back Malcolm Brown from the LA Rams, wide receiver Will Fuller on a one year, $10 million deal. and Incentives could go up to $13 million. They get a speed receiver option there, which they've been waiting for. Center Matt Scura from the Ravens. Again, Bernardrick McKinney. Um, the weird one is Isaiah Wilson, who originally was uh, with the Titans and was a first round pick last year the Patriots, excuse me, the Dolphins and Titans swap seventh round picks and the Dolphins bring him in. And, uh, as of Saturday morning, they've decided to cut him because, um, he wasn't showing up for voluntary workouts or, you know, just was not showing up to do what was needed to be done to, um, be a part of their team. And, you know, it's a first round pick that's not only been a waste for the Titans, but then the Dolphins take a shot on him, and, you know, they're losing about $4 in cap room just by cutting him, and they're even saying, we're we're done with him, we're not giving another shot, which is just sad that a player of that talent's just not going to be able to have a chance, but in terms of, like, actually getting on the field and playing, but he's kind of wasted those chances himself, so maybe things will work out better in the future, but... Um, That was an addition that I thought, you know, maybe that's a young guy that you get a free shot at a first-round pick, but does not appear to be the case. Uh, Linebacker Brennan Scarlett, uh, Jacoby Brissett from the Colts, they bring him in as the new backup. Cornerback Justin Coleman from the Lions, signed as one of the big um, nickel corners in the league a couple years ago. Um, The Dolphins bring him, so now you have three pretty solid corners, um... And Zayvon Howard, Byron Jones, who didn't quite live up to that contract last year. but, And then Coleman. Um, so you need those type of corners, especially with the Buffalo in division that has all his receivers and New England adding to their um, weapon. Um, ro- wide receiver Robert Foster, formerly of the Bills, and Washington and Green Bay, he gets added. Defensive tackle Adam Butler... Um, punter Michael Polarty and linebacker Duke Riley. So, um, Miami, I'm still not really 100% sold with where they're going. Again, they, I thought it was a decent shot to take a chance on Isaiah Wilson, but now that's kind of blown up in their face and they there's cap room. Not so much. Um bring in bringing Malcolm Brown as a running back. There's another piece to it, but I do think it's sound, I mean, they were at the senior bowl, with Najee Harris, so they could definitely look at him, or Travis Etienne at running back with that 18th pick. Um, Wide receiver, bring in Will Fuller. It gives him a deep threat, a guy who can separate, and Tua's great when he can see receivers separate like he did at Bama. Um, Still doesn't seem like a guy that can throw um, in close coverage yet, or has the coffins too. Maybe some of that was recovering from the hip injury, or just getting used to the NFL speed game, but... Um, you know, um, it's when you're shot at it, um, doesn't preclude them from taking a receiver early in the draft next year or this year, excuse me, like Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase, depending on what they do with that three pick, you know, they could do it with a receiver. They could bring in an offensive lineman to help out with two in that sense, um, or trade down and just acquire more picks and see where things go from there. Um, Again, it's basically Tua's job now because Fitzpatrick is out of the way. Brissett's for the most part, been a career backup and a solid locker room guy, but he's not a guy that you want to bring in. Um, if you have to bring him in at this point, that would be a really bad sign. Um, at least with Fitzpatrick, you'd say, okay, he's the veteran, um, you know, and in spurts he can be fantastic, so it makes sense. Um, sometimes when they brought him in, even though they should have just gone one direction or the other from the, the start of the year to the end of the year, in my opinion. But, you know, now they don't have that option. Now they need Tua to perform, or it doesn't look very good, especially if they invest in him in the draft. But um, they're a team that has the best chance to improve through this draft because in free agency the past couple of years, you know, they invested money in Van Noyen, and Lawson, and Byron Jones and have yet to really reap the rewards from those. Signings and, and on a couple of them, they've already, you know, um, taken their losses on. So uh, so that is the AFC East. Now to the AFC West. The Chiefs um, kept offensive tackle Mike Remmers and uh, defensive tackle Char- Taco Charlton. Um, they lost uh, both their starting offensive tackles. Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher they didn't play in the Super Bowl, but they were the starters for much of the year. Um, Cut-duty injuries in the salary. But they were somehow able to bring in two talented guards. Um, Joe Tooney, um, you know, the all pro guard from New England, five years, 80 million. And then Kyle Long, who was retired for, I believe, at least a year, if not two, formerly of the Bears. He gets a $1.5 million deal with incentives up to 5 million. And tight end Blake Bell. So, um, the Chiefs, not a ton of movement as of yet. Um, They've looked around at receiver. They um, tried to get Juju Smith Schuster, who um, decided to go back to the Steelers. Um, you know, they haven't. It doesn't sound like they've approached uh, Sammy Watkins to any point as of yet, um, or Demarcus Robinson. They could look at that position in the draft as well. But offensive lines, where they really need to make sure that they're great at, and they at least did some work on it. But I do think that they may look at. Investing a draft pick or two, even though they did um, draft uh, Lucas Niang last year, and he could maybe play at one of the tackle spots. But if there's a guy they like at tackle in the first or second round, would not chuck me if they go in that direction. Las Vegas Raiders—they um, had a pretty busy offseason, both good and bad. Um, they retained uh, def- excuse me, tight end Derek Carrier, linebacker Nicholas Moreau, uh, Richard Incognito. They cut, but they brought back at a lower salary. Um, Denzel Good, um, one of their guards they brought back, Um, kicker Daniel Carlson, safety Dan Leavitt, uh, long snapper Trent Sleg, and uh, wide receiver Zay Jones, formerly of the Bills, Um, they kept him. Uh, They cut wide receiver Tyrell Williams, who signed with the Lions, Um, guard Gabe Jackson, who they originally were going to cut, and it was going to be a surprise cut, they traded him for a fifth rounder, uh, basically the same situation with Trent Brown, traded with the 7th rounder for a 5th rounder from New England. Senator Hunson, you Huntson, know, another one of their three um, three offensive line stars who were basically studs, they trade him with the 7th rounder for 3rd rounder to the Cardinals. Um, safety on the Marcus Joyner cut, signs with the Jets. Marcus Mariota, not sure. They may ask him to take a pay cut from $10 mil to $3 million, Not sure. Where that's at at this point, Um, tight end Jason Witten retired. Uh, Defensive end Takeris McKinley signed with the Browns. Eric Harris signing with the Falcons at safety. And defensive tackle, Malik Collins, goes with the Texans. And then finally, uh, Devontae Booker signed with the Giants. And their new players, um, defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, two-year, $26 million. They get him from the Ravens to add to their pass rush, hoping to get more out of it. With him, Max Crosby, the guy they drafted fourth overall a few years ago, Clean Farrell. Um, then they bring in wide receiver John Brown, who was cut from the Bills, bring him in about one year, three and a half million, send him up to five and a half mil. Um, running back Kenyon Drake, um, two year, $11 million deal. They He was teammates with Josh Jacobs at Alabama, so maybe that's part of their thinking, but. Still a lot to invest in a number two running back. Uh, defensive tackle Quinn Jefferson, who was with the Bills, got cut. He signed. And then Nick Marin, who was cut with the Texans, he comes in at center. So maybe that's their Rodney Hudson replacement. But um, Derek Carr is phenomenal when he has elite pass protection, elite offensive line play. And getting rid of all these star veterans, uh, maybe you can, you know, improve or at least, you know try and get better at that offensive line position with some young draft picks, but that's not a guarantee. Um, they definitely need to get better at defense, and it helps to bring in a guy like Iannick Ngakwe, but that doesn't fix every issue that they have. Um, so I'm thinking they're going to invest in both offensive line and defense in the draft, but they got to hit on these picks because um, uh, the Cleveland Feral pick, picking in the top five, has not proven to bear any fruit as of yet and they've had some great mid-round selections like a hunter renfro at wide receiver and brian edwards um who is in that receiver room and but you know henry ruggs hasn't worked out perfectly either at that position especially when you consider guys like jerry judy justin jefferson chase claypool were picked after him um they do have speed with Rugs and John Brown at receiver, although Brown needs to make sure that he gets healthy. Um, so he could fit in that room, but there's also young guys in that room, so how many snaps does he truly get? I'm not entirely sure because, you know, Renfro and Brian Edwards are there as well. Um, so that is the Las Vegas Raiders um, in the AFC West. Next up in the AFC West, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, and uh, they retained cornerback Michael Davis on a $315 million deal. Um, another corner, um, Tavon Campbell, punter Ty Long, and guard Tyree St. Louis. Um, they lost uh, Casey Hayward. Um, they cut him. Hunter Henry signed the big deal with the Patriots. Tyrod Taylor um, signed with the uh, Texans on, on an incentive-laden deal. Um Guard Trey Turner was cut, linebacker Nick Vigil excuse me, signed with the Vikings, guard Dan Feeney signed with the Jets, uh, safety Rashawn Jenkins signed with um, the Jaguars, and uh, no word yet on uh, Melvin Ingram, the pass rusher opposite Joey Bosa, what his status is or if he's signed with anybody. I did read that he's visiting the Kansas State Chiefs, so maybe there's a chance there that he signs there um, and he'd face his division rival. Um, the new players they brought in, uh, Pro Bowl center, Corey Lindsley from Green Bay, they brought in, tight end Jared Cook from the Saints, offensive tacker, tackle, uh, excuse me, Matt Feeler from the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, and offensive lineman Ode Ibushi. So, they added some depth and some pieces to that offensive line to help protect uh, Justin Herbert. Um It'll be interesting to see what their coach, Brandon Staley, who is the defensive coordinator in um, the other pl- Los Angeles team with the Rams, um, what he does with that defense to help, you know, Joey Bosa um, maybe play even at a higher level. Um, the big guy coming back is Derwin James. He's had so many injury issues. If he can stay healthy, he's one of the best uh, safeties in the league, and he just um, lets that defense in the back seven um, just – Go crazy and go um, play at a high level and um, confuse defenses. And without him, because of his ability to both blitz, um, tackle in space against the run, make plays in the secondary. Without him, um, the secondary just isn't as great as it can be. Um, so um, again, they're um, trying to make things better for. Uh, Justin Herbert, and while Henry, Henry is a big loss um, in terms of uh, the threat at tight end, um, Cook is still a pretty productive player, so you might not be losing too much in the short term, but long term you're going to miss a talent of Henry's caliber, especially if Henry can, can, stay, can stay consistently healthy with New England, which was a problem in uh, Los Angeles. Um, so that is the Chargers, the Denver Broncos. They um, retained uh, safety Justin Simmons. They got him on the franchise tag and then signed him to a four year, $61 million deal to keep him there long term. Defensive tackle Shelby Harris. Linebacker Von Miller. Um, they exercised his contract option at about $18 million. Um, Wide receiver Tim Patrick. Brownback on the restricted free agent tender. Safety Train Marshall. Linebacker Natrez Patrick, wide receiver Deontay Spencer, linebacker Alexander Johnson, uh, guard Austin Schlottman, defensive line Jonathan Harris, left tackle Calvin Anderson, center Patrick Morris. Um, those are the guys they retained. They lost our running back, Philip Lindsay, who they had a restricted free agent tender put on him and then decided to let it um, take it off and let him explore the market, and he signed a one-year over $3 million deal with the Houston Texans. Um, cornerback A.J. Bouye was cut, along with defensive tackle Jarrell Casey. And then they brought in from uh, Washington cornerback uh, Ronald Darby and then running back Alex Boone from Minnesota. So they got another uh, piece to that running back room to replace uh, Lindsay and then also get a top-tier um, free agent corner in Darby. So... Um, It is a big year for them because it's been two years with Vic Fangio and about, I believe, five years without a playoff berth since they won the Super Bowl. And uh, Drew Locke, two years in, um, he's had talent around him with guys like Judy, Jerry Judy, um, Tim Patrick. They have Cortland Sutton much last year because he tore his ACL, but they brought in a rookie, um, another rookie, KJ Hamler. So they have some pieces at receiver, tight end with Noah Fant and Albert O, um, and then Melvin Ingram at running back, Royce Freeman there as well. And the offensive line has gotten better um, in the last year or so. Um, They either need to uh, Drew Locke to take another huge step, or if they don't believe in him, him, find a quarterback through the draft or through trade. Um, They may or may not have been on Matt Stafford, but again, he went to the Rams. so... Um, that doesn't help in the present time. So um, are they a team that's going to be willing to trade up in the draft? Um, Can he get in on a veteran quarterback at this point? It doesn't look very likely. So um, no, it's going to be an interesting offseason for interesting draft, I should say, for them because gone through the free agency part and they haven't addressed that. Now to the AFC North. Um, Normally I'm trying to, um, have these go from best to worst in the division. Not sure how consistent I've been with that. Um, but for this this division, I'm going with the teams that finished best in the playoffs, or at least close to that. Um, so the Steelers, who were 12-4 and four and won the division in the regular season, they're number three behind the Ravens and the Browns. So with the Ravens, they've structured the contract of Nick Boyle to bring him back, brought back uh, pass rusher Tyus Bowser, um, Pernell McPhee, Derek Wolf, he was brought back in restructure, linebacker Chris Board, Khalil Dorsey, Christian Welch, uh, Tristan Colin castillo cornerback Devonta Harris, punter John Townsend, running back Gus Edwards, they brought him back on a second round, restricted free agent tender, Jordan Richards at safety, and tight end Eric Tomlinson. They lost uh, Matthew Judon. Um, who signed with the Patriots, Yannick Ngakwe signed with the Raiders, and they had both those guys as guys who originally were, you know, franchise tag, Judon with the franchise tag from the um, Ravens, and then they brought in Yannick Ngakwe on a trade um, with the um, Vikings, and he had signed a a franchise tag, or was given the franchise tag with the Jaguars earlier in 2020. So they... Lose both of those guys, um, and they brought back their backups, who are pretty good players, but not at that level. Um, running back Mark Ingram, they cut at the end of the season. He signs with the Texans. Center Matt Skura signed with the Dolphins. Jihan Ward going to the Jaguars. Long snapper Morgan Cox signed with the Titans. And receiver Chris Moore signing with the Texans. And they brought in guard Kevin Zeitler from the Giants, who got cut. They were to bring him in. Um, traded for tight end Josh Oliver from the Jaguars and center Greg So, um, they lost some pass rusher pieces there. They have really good secondary with Jimmy Smith, um, Marcus Peters and, uh, Marlon Humphrey at corner. Um, but they, although that pass rush wasn't as great as you would have liked against, um, a team like, say, the Bills in the playoffs or in down the stretch of the season, um, you would have liked them, them played a little bit more, but those are talented guys to not have this year. So that'll put more pressure on the defensive coordinator, Mart, um Excuse me, Wink, Mark, and Dale. Um, and then um, they weren't really, at this point, as of yet, able to add to the receiver room. Kenny Galladay and Ty T.Y. Hillen are still out there, but we haven't heard anything on them, at least, a court, at least with the Ravens involved. So... Um, Until anything like that happens, you're going to have Marquise Hollywood-Brown as your number one. And are you really in love with that? Not sure. And then Mark Andrews is really the top target on the team at tight end. Um, So uh, Baltimore is going to need to really do well in the draft if they want to stay at or um, play at an elite level in the AFC. Um, The Cleveland Browns. Uh, they retain linebacker Malcolm Smith, kicker Cody Parkey, wide receiver Rashard Higgins, wide receiver Kendall Hodge, cornerback Robert Jackson, defensive line Porter Gustin, and tight end Jordan Franks. They lost uh, Terrence Mitchell, signed um, with the Texans. Um, Kendall Lamb, offensive tackle, signed with the Titans. Uh, defense tackle Larry Ogunjobi, signed with the Bengals. Vincent Taylor, signed with the Texans as defensive lineman, and linebacker Tay Davis. And they brought in uh, defensive end Karis McKinley, center John Johnson, a big free agent addition um, from the Rams, played great at safety for them there. And he comes to Cleveland and cornerback Troy Hill. So they add some depth and talent in the secondary, and they're getting some young pieces back like corner Greedy Williams, who was second-round pick a couple years ago. Hopefully he stays healthy along with another guy um, at LSU, Um it was a second rounder last year, a uh, safety grant Delpit, who missed the year with a knee injury. If you can get those guys together and then kind that with a pretty great defensive line with led by Miles Garrett and Sheldon Richardson, um, that defense can play a lot better because down the stretch, it was pretty beatable. And uh, in games against elite teams um, like the Ravens and uh, the Steelers early in the year, their defense was not Great. They did force a ton of turnovers against the Steelers in the playoff game, but they also allowed a lot of yards. Um, so they need that s- secondary to stay healthy and also um, rush to continue playing at a high level along with improved play from the back end. And that will take some pressure off the offense um, with Baker Mayfield. The Steelers... They um, surprisingly re- retained um, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year $8 million deal, got offered more money with the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Ravens, but decided to stay in Steeltown for one-year $8 million. They restructured Ben Spurs contract, was a little bit unsure if that would happen, um, so those two stay there. Right tackle Zach Banner, defensive lineman Chris Wormley, tight end Trey Edmonds, wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, linebacker T. Gray Scales, uh, cornerback Cameron Sutton, linebacker Robert Spillane, safety Marcus Allen, and state, or center J.C. Hasenauer. They lost um, right tackle Matt Feeler. Marquise Pouncey retired, Mike Hilton signed with the Bengals, Feeler, he signed with the Chargers, um, Bud Dupree um, signed with the Tennessee Titans, Defensive line, Tyson Alualu signed with the Jaguars. And then quarterback, cornerback, Steven Nelson, likely to be cut or traded because with the Juju Smith-Schuster move, it affects their cap um, a little bit. But, and as a result, um, it's going to be hard to keep him. Um, and then Ovin Alejandro Villanueva, he hasn't signed with anyone as of yet, but They have not brought him back at this this point. And then their freighted signing is center B.J. Finney. So they were to keep a surprising amount of guys, but um, down the stretch they did not look like the 11-0 team. And even when when they were 11-0, they were barely beating teams like the Cowboys. And um, if you're hoping that Big Ben will turn back the clock and play more efficiently down the stretch and they'll have more of a run game, uh, it'd be based more on faith than it would be on what you are seeing the past few years. Um, they do have four pretty good young receivers still there, which, um, I they were able to do that, but still, are you not going to draft receiver early because of that? Because he's only on a one-year deal. And, you know, you have him who's going to be free agent after this year, James Washington, a free agent. And then you have the two young guys, uh, Claypool and Deontay Johnson, and they may be better than Juju at times. I mean, Juju can play well, in the slot, but he's not going to get you a ton of yards per catch or even after the catch at this point. So, um, I they, they didn't completely collapse or completely decide to rebuild, but did they actually get better? I don't really feel that way for the Steelers next, the Cincinnati Bengals. They retained, uh, Excuse me. Uh, yep, they retained uh, safety Brandon Wilson, quarterback Brandon Allen, brought him back as the backup, cornerback Jalen Davis, running back Samaji Pirine, and long snapper Clark Harris. They cut defensive tackle Gino Atkins, who had been an all pro and pro player recent years, not even able to stay as healthy or as consistent. AJ Green um, struggled the past three years with the Mangles um, after being a Pro Bowl player for very long there. He signed with the Arizona Cardinals. John Ross, a former top-ten pick with a ton of speed at receiver, um, not really productive. He signed with the Giants. William Jackson who was their top corner. He signed with the Washington football team. Um, Alex Erickson, Erickson, a shifty wide receiver, he signed with the Texans. Defensive end Carl Lawson, one of the best pass rushers that was on the market. Um, they tried to bring him back. Instead, he signed with the New York Jets. Quarterback Ryan Finney they traded to Houston for a 7th rounder. And then cornerback uh, Tory McIntyre signed with Washington. They brought in as a replacement for Carl Lawson, Trey Hendrickson. Um, offensive tackle Riley Reef brought in, so they do have a veteran option at the right tackle spot that could still improve the offensive line through the draft. Cornerback Mike Hilton they brought from the Steelers cornerback Shadomi Owuzi from the Cowboys, so they have him, um, Hilton, and Trey Waynes, uh, free agent signings the past two years at corner, and then linebacker Kevin Minter. Um, I would like to have seen them do a little bit more in the offensive line and get more players at that position, Um, but they do leave themselves the option to go there or receiver in some, uh, what's it called, in some uh, order the draft. But I believe both positions will be addressed there. You need to put the best situation around Joe Burrow with both playmakers and to make sure they doesn't get hurt again. Um, still recovering from that torn ACL, but he should be ready for the start of the season. Um, if they do well in the draft, it'll be interesting to see if between them and the Steelers, who's third in that division, um, assuming the Steelers don't uh, greatly improve um, and are consistent throughout the year. Um so that is the AFC North, the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans retained tight end Jeff Swaim, cornerback Brion Borders, tight end Anthony Furkser, um Edge Tuzar Skipper, kicker Tucker McCann, and linebacker Jayon Brown. Uh they lost tight end John U. Smith. Isaiah Wilson again that first rounder um from last year, you know, trade to the Dolphins, but he's not there anymore. Um this looks like a total wasted pick, and pretty much is at this point. And they may have moved up a few spots by swapping seventh-rounders with the Dolphins, but doesn't really help them in the interim. Uh, wide receiver Corey Davis, um, he signed with the Jets, so they have a hole at the number two receiver spot. They also cut um, Adam Humphreys, their number three, so um, need some depth around A.J. Brown and maybe a replacement for Johnny Smith, although Anthony Furkser does have some ability to play at that position. Um, needs to show it in more snaps, however, with bigger role. Center, excuse me, safety Kenny Vaccaro was cut, along with Adoree Jackson um, and Malcolm Butler at the corner position. Javon Clowney hasn't been brought back um, for them as of yet. He's still out there on the market. Desmond King, um, they trade for him midseason, he ends up signing with the Texans. Um, So those are the guys that they lost. The new players they brought in, uh, Davin Bellamy at edge. Um, uh, Bud Dupree uh, brought in five years, $78 million deal. Even off that injury, if he recovers in time, he can be an intriguing edge player for them. Danico Autry from the Colts. I want to tackle Kendall Lamb, Morgan Cox, uh, Janoris Jenkins, and Kevin Johnson, two corners that they brought in. So, um, at the corner position, you're going from Adoree Jackson, Desmond King, and Malcolm Butler to um, Christian in the second-year player, Janoris Jenkins, and Kevin Johnson. Um, in terms of recent production, it's definitely a step down, but maybe you can get around or the same amount of play, depending on how um, the other pieces on the defense play. Um, but still, a risk doing that, and then also... Um, they've tried addressing pass rush before with guys like Vic Beasley and Jadevon Clowney, and that didn't work. So, will it work this time with Bud Dupree and Danico Autry? You would hope so, but again, no guarantees. Although, I think Autry and Dupree have been more productive pass rushers than Clowney in recent years. Although, Clowney does have the ability to occupy blockers and stop the run and, you know, grab the attention of defensive players regardless of, or offensive linemen regardless of, uh, his sack numbers or lack thereof. Um, Yeah, I don't know uh, if Tennessee is guaranteed to win this division this year uh, based on all the guys that they've lost. Uh, It's going to take another great coaching job from uh, Mike Vrabel to do that and um, and another great year from uh, Ryan Tannehill. The Colts, I would have... Thought they'd been a little bit more active. They didn't really lose anybody of value, but looking at the guys who retained uh, defensive line, Taylor Stallworth. Tight end Mo Alley-Cox, they got him on the restricted free agent tender. Wide receiver Zach Paschal. Surprisingly, they brought back uh, Marlon Mack, who's coming off an Achilles injury and was their number one back before uh, Jonathan Taylor came in for him due to injury. Safety George Odom and wide receiver Ashton Doolin. They lost Jacoby Brissett. He signed with the Dolphins. The retired. Uh, Danico Autry, again, signed with the Titans. And they still have free agents of their own out there. Um, Justin Houston, T.Y. and Malik Hooker, Xavier Rhodes. Um, still not sure if they try and bring those guys back or not. And then it's um, Carson Wentz, the big new addition. And then Andrew Brown was another defensive lineman they brought in. Um, so the Colts, I mean, it's all on... Can they put pieces around um, Carson Wentz to be successful? And is if and if this is the right coaching um, for them um, for his situation with you know Frank Reich being the offensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl there and he had his best year. Um, uh, they do have you know Taylor and a great offensive line. Um, Some decent young receivers with Pascal and Michael Pittman and maybe Paris Campbell if he gets back healthy. But I'd like to have seen if they could go after Kenny Galladay or Will Fuller or some other piece on that offense and also maybe add to the defense. Um, But Chris Bowler, GM, is great in the draft, so maybe he'll find those pieces there. And um, He's not a guy that just spends cap space because he has it. He's very diligent about it. Um, So... Still not sure exactly um, 100% what the Colts are doing, but they do have the um, front office that has shown ability to know what they're doing, even if um, conventional wisdom um, doesn't love what they're doing. The Texans, they've had, you know, quite a busy offseason and um, still could be busier depending on what happens with Sean Watson. He's got, you know, his own situation that he's dealing with off the field, which it's not really worth addressing at this point because there's just no knowing the facts at this point and let the legal process um, figure itself out. Um, but they you know, went big on running back. They decided to bring back uh, David Johnson, and that move still doesn't make much sense now because they brought him back for about $5 million and they add some more pieces to running back. They retain also running backs Dontrell Dontre Hillard and Buddy Howell, cornerback A.J. Moore, defensive line P.J. Hall, Tight end Farrell Brown. Quarterback um, Cornell Armstrong. They um, cut um, tight end Darrell Fells. Running back Duke Johnson. Center Nick Martin, who was cut signed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Will Fuller signing with the Dolphins. Andrew Brown, uh, defensive line signing with the Colts. Brian Anger, their punter, got cut. Davin Bellamy at edge signing with the Titans. Quarterback Mark Fields signing with the 49ers, and then Greg Mann signing with the Ravens. Um, the new players they've added, a uh, pretty good amount of them: defense lineman Vincent Taylor, cornerback Desmond King, uh, Marcus Cannon acquired in a pick swap with the New England Patriots, Malik Collins at defensive tackle, running back Mark Ingram, another running back Philip Lindsay. So you have Ingram, Lindsay, and David Johnson. Uh, Shaq Lawson traded with the Dolphins um, in exchange for Bernardrick McKinney. Ryan Finney acquired in a trade for a 7th rounder with the Bengals. Um, quarter, quarterback Tyrod Taylor. So it's like a 6-year deal guaranteed, $6 million deal guaranteed for one year and incentives up to 11 or $12 million based on if he gets the chance to start, which we won't know for sure. Wide receiver Alex Erickson. Wide receiver-kick returner Andre Roberts, who's been a pole the past couple years with the Bills. Linebacker Joe Thomas. Guard Justin McRae. Dante a receiver linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis, uh, tight end Ryan Izzo, trade for a seventh, with the 7th rounder for the Patriots, and then linebacker Tay Davis. Uh, again, Houston just befuddles me because you, you bring back a David Johnson, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe bring him back you know, to help with your cap, and you have a veteran piece of running back, but then you add another veteran in Mark Ingram, who again has familiarity with um, David Cully, that coach, because he was with him in Baltimore, but then Philip Lindsey... I mean, Philip Lindsay is a guy who, you know, didn't get time playing time last year in Denver, but his first couple years was thousand yard rusher. And, uh, is he gonna? Is he all of a sudden gonna be the starter there? Uh, it's a prove it deal for him, but still, just why are they loading up and running back? They're just gonna run the ball forty, fifty times a game, assuming that um, Deshaun Watson isn't playing quarterback for them. And, I don't understand it. Um, They, you know, again, um, lose Will Fuller, who, you know, for all his injury issues and the PD suspension was a deep threat that, you know, it's tough to get one of those guys in this league. So, you know, I still feel like Houston's guaranteed a top five bottom finish in the league this year. So, uh, yep, uh, that's about all I can say about them as of right now. And then the Jaguars had a ton of cap room. Um, they retained uh, left tackle Cameron Robinson with the franchise tag, Tynum, James, O'Shaughnessy, kicker Aldrick Rosas, um, edge Dwayne Smoot, two years, $14 million, um, running back Derry Uganbole, um running guard Derwin Gray and linebacker Dakota Allen. They lost um, Mike Glennon, uh, signed as a quarterback with the Giants. Ted and Josh Oliver goes to the Ravens. They intriguingly added um, Marvin Jones for about two years, $14 million. I thought that was a pretty good deal for them at receiver. Um, some defensive linemen they added a ton. Uh, Roy Robertson-Harris from the Bears. Malcolm Brown they acquired in a trade with the New Orleans Saints. Um, running back Carlos Hyde. Uh, he was with Urban Meyer in at Ohio State, so he's familiar with the way he wants things done. So um, that's... Kind of uh you know not a great speed back for their system but he's a guy that knows the system and knows the coaching staff and can relate that to and relay that down to any young players that come in. Uh, they bring back Tyson Alulu, who was once a first round pick with them, didn't play very well there, but then went to Pittsburgh and was a star a stud player there. Um, tight end Chris Manhurts, they signed from uh, Carolina. He's a blocking tight end and he had. I think it was like two years, seven and a half, eight million dollar deal, which seem like a lot for blocking tight end, but they must like him a lot, and they also have to spend money. Um, defensive line: Jihad Ward, corner: Shaquille Griffin from the Seahawks. Um, he played at a pro level this past year, and having him with the second-year player C.J. Henderson, those two at corner will help them a ton um, against some of the better quarterbacks in the AFC. Safety Rashawn Jenkins, four years, thirty-five million. So they add uh, their safety to that mix as well. Um, Chappelle Russell, linebacker. Jamal Agnew, three years, twenty-one million from the Lions. It was a big kick and punt return guy. Um, safety Rudy Ford and uh, speedy receiver Philip Dorsett. I would like to have seen them. You know, the Jaguars go after an elite receiver, but you know they could um, look at their position now and be pretty happy with it. I mean, you have DJ Chark, good young stud player, maybe very well could be a number one, this league, Marvin Jones, quintessential number two, the viscous Chanel. He can do all the Percy Harvin, um, type things at that slot receiver slash running back slash whatever, you know, position that urban Meyer wants to put him at. Um, he's had players like him and Curtis Samuel and found a way to use them pretty well. Um, uh, I would like to see if they could have gotten, like, Alex Smith is still out there, Maybe bring him in as a mentor for a Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. I mean, I've, they've said, they haven't said they're picking him there, but you would think, um, considering he is the generational quarterback prospect, um, that there's no way he, um, gets past them at one, um, it really is going to depend on... I would have liked to have seen a little more action from them in here, but I think they also have certain guys in the draft that they're looking at and saying, we don't want to go at this position in free agency because we have a perfect guy here, and we have all the picks to get these certain guys here. Move up if we need to, move down if we need to. You know, They have two first-rounders and some other picks um, that they can use to do that. We go to the NFC West now, and guaranteed this will be a division, maybe the best in the NFL year to year. It's at least one of the top two or three Seahawks. They had the whole Russell Wilson. Is he going to be traded? Is he not going to be traded? looks like he's staying there as of now. Um, they retained center Ethan Posick. Um, somehow they kept Chris Carson. It did not sound like it was a thing that was going to happen, but he signed for about two years, $14 million, uh, keeping him in the fold. Cornerback um, Ryan Neal, Um, Defensive line Brian Moan, left guard Kyle Fuller, um, defensive line Puna Ford, and fullback Nick Ballore. Those are the guys they retained. They lose um, their number three receiver, David Moore. He signs with the Panthers. They cut Carlos Dunlap. Um, Tight end Jacob Hollister signed with the Bills. Shaq Griffin going to the Jaguars, so that's one of their top two corner spots that they will have to fix. Um, they have other free agents that are still out there. Um, KJ Wright, Quinn Dunbar at corner, Bruce Servin linebacker/slash edge, and then edge Benson Mayo. I'm not sure if they've done anything um, in trying to bring them back. Uh, Carlos Hyde signed again with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also signed with the Jaguars was wide receiver Philip um Didn't play much last year. Um, tight end Steven Sullivan signed with the Panthers. Greg Olson retired. And then they brought in guard Gabe Jackson um, with a fifth rounder in a trade from uh, the Raiders. They traded a fifth for him. Um, they signed Gerald Everett who, um, at tight end, who was with Shane Waldron, their new offense coordinator with the LA Rams. So um, he's a piece that could be used a ton at that tight end position, which Seattle's constantly looking for improvement for. They've had guys like Hollister and Greg Olson and – Luke Wilson, and they haven't found the one guy. And it could be this with Joe Everett on a one-year uh, deal worth $6 million guaranteed and then up to $7 million with incentives. And then they bring in a Weatherspoon from the 49ers at corner. Um, they only have three draft picks this year, a second, a fourth, and a seventh. And they don't have a first round next year due to the Joel Adams trade. So they got a piece on the offensive line, which was something that Russell Wilson wanted. With Gabe Jackson, um, they could still get better at that in either the draft or, you know, later in free agency, seeing if any guys will take lower um, pay um, days at that position. But um, still not a fully great situation there. But it looks like at least the Seahawks have listened somewhat to what he wants now. Whether or not they will have an offense that will be to Russ's liking, in terms of let Russ cook with DK and tire lock and not the type of offense down the stretch last year where they abandoned all of that and just wanted to be a run game op- offense and then let Russ try and make a play on third and long if nothing happened the first two rundowns. Um, you know, Seattle um, is a huge year for them this next year, and if they don't get close to a Super Bowl or you know, regress at all? Does that mean Russell Wilson um, is more demanding with his trade um, request? Uh, who knows, but uh, the L.A. Rams, uh, they retain linebacker Leonard Floyd on a four-year, $64 million deal. Left guard Coleman Shelton, um, Darius Williams at corner, their number two guy, they kept him with the restricted free agent tender. Linebacker Traven Howard, and guard Austin McGinnis. Uh, they lost uh, Jared Goff in the Matt Stafford trade, but, you know, quarterback for a quarterback, and you hope that you improve at that position. John Johnson was a big-time safety for them. He goes with Cleveland. They didn't have, you know, the cap room to try and bring him back. Uh, and edge player Samson Abukam, he signed with the Niners. Michael Brockers, um, they had to get under the cap, so it was either cut him or trade him, and they traded him to the Lions for a 2023 seventh-round pick. Running back Malcolm Brown signed with the Dolphins. And cornerback uh, Troy Hill signed with the Browns. Uh, and their new players, um, again, Matthew Stafford um, and long snapper Colin Holba. They do lose a third rounder in this year's draft with the um, their own third rounder with uh, trade for Matt Stafford. Along with their next two first round picks in 2022 and 2023. But they haven't had a first round pick since... 2016 I believe so nothing new there and then they do get uh, two compensatory picks this year and then at least one next year due to um, their GM Brad Holmes being a minority candidate hired by the Lions and you know the Lions and them have connected on both the Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford trade and also the Michael Brockers trade uh, the Rams have a pretty loaded roster across the board um, their offensive line could be a little better um but, you know, they have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. Um, I believe they had to restructure Robert Woods just to help get under the cap. Um, they had to uh, you know, lose. Also, I um, uh, forgot to put Gerald Everett that they lost. Um, but um, they did draft tight end out of uh, Vanderbilt last year, who could be his replacement. And they already have Tyler Higbee. And then you look at their receiving core, again, with Woods and Cup, and then the running game with um, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, and then of course their defense was the number one ranked in the NFL, but when um, Aaron Donald was banged up against the Packers, he was not the impact player that he normally would be, and uh, you wonder um, with remorse Morris now coming in as the defense coordinator, can they keep the level that they had with uh, Brandon Staley, who's now in the other L.A. with the Chargers. Can they play at that elite level on defense and also get improved play from the quarterback position with Stafford? And he gets to be in a place with a winning team, with a winning culture, which he hasn't had his whole career. But he also has to do it in the NFC West, where um, there's no easy divisional games for any team in that uh, crowded division. So it's the Rams. The Cardinals, Um, they retained edge Defender Marcus Golden, right tackle Calvin Beecham, uh, defensive end Kyle Fitz, edge player Dennis um, Gardick, linebacker Zeke Turner, wide receiver A.J. Richardson, They lost Patrick Peterson, he signed with the Vikings, edge Hassan Riddick, he signed with the Panthers, Kenyon Drake signing with the Raiders, Alonjo Blackson, um, Tight end Dan Arnold signed with the Panthers and Trent Sherfield signed with the 49ers. They brought in uh, defensive lineman J.J. Watts, wide receiver A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson. who um, was acquired along with the 7th rounder for a 3rd rounder in a trade with the Las Vegas Raiders, and kicker Matt Prater. They improved at that position moving on from Zane Gonzalez. Uh, this is going to be an intriguing year because this is the 3rd year under Cliff Cairnsbury have yet to make the postseason and they're investing in um, some pretty big name players. Now, I think it was JJ one, AJ Green. Those players would be a lot better in twenty thirteen through fifteen than they are in twenty twenty one. But they are still who's capable of contributing. And uh, um, to what level we still don't know. But it does put added pressure on the Kingsbury with those veteran guys who are trying to win a ring. Um, to see if they can actually um, get over the hump and get into the postseason. Uh, Patrick Peterson was starting to lose a little bit, but at the corner position, they're really not great there because um, they only really had Byron Murphy. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick, I don't think they've brought him back in. I'm not sure. Uh, But that corner position was one of a weakness if you could protect against them and then, um, they do also technically bring back Chandler Jones, who had an injury last year. So Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, J.J. Watt, um, those guys on third and long, um, with their creative, um, with their creative um, blitz packages and defense overall, um, they can create some damage. But um, those corners, um, if you leave them out on an island um, with guys like D.K. Metcalf and just elite receivers in the league in general. i um, not sure I trust them consistently. And then the offense with Kenyon Drake leaving, um, you know, they still don't have a clear number one option at running back. Chase Evans has some ability, but um, when the offense is Kyler-centric and he gets beat up and isn't able to run as much, we saw late in the year that, you know, the ball didn't fly as great off his arm, and then also um, they didn't have that run option with him. So teams were able to key much better on the run game. Um, Do they get more versatile, whether it's in the draft or free agency? Uh, What happens with Larry Fitzgerald? Is he going to retire at this point? Um, At receiver, you know, with him, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green, A.J. Green, like last year, was kind of the number two and number three, and he was not efficient. He caught less than half his targets with a pretty good rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. And last couple, two, three years, just dealt with a ton of injuries. And I'm just not sure he's anywhere close to the age Green of old. Um, if he can somehow get to that, that's pretty solid addition. But uh, And then the rest of their receiving core hasn't shown ability to be trusted as of yet. They have to be with Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella, but those guys have not been um, consistent contributors as of yet. Um, so a big year for Cliff Kingsbury, his third year with the Cardinals um, in this crazy division. And then the last team in the division, the San Francisco 49ers, left tackle Trent Williams, signed a record deal, six years, $138 million, to uh, come back there. Um, Kai check signing a record deal for a fullback, five years, $27.5 million. They brought back corners Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley, um, quarterback Josh Rosen, long snapper Tabor Pepper, tight end Was welly running back jeff wilson and the um, wide receiver river craycraft also retained cornerback kevin webster uh safety k nuka running right guard daniel Runskill, center marcel harris running back austin walter safety jared maiden and wide receiver jawan jennings they lost uh, kendrick Bourne to the patriots um Solomon Thomas with the Raiders, former number three pick, um, was never great with the Niners, but they lose him to the Raiders, so some depth of defense line lost. Keller Weatherspoon signing with the Seahawks. Long Snaffer, Colin Hallbus signing with the Rams. They bring in Alex Mack, who was the center on uh, the Atlanta team that went to the Super Bowl when Kyle Shanahan was the offense coordinator, bringing him in at the center position. Um, Ed Sampson, a boot and cornerback Mark Fields. So, um, as of now, they're keeping Jimmy G at quarterback, and they have pieces there at receiver with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, um, George Kittle. If they can keep him healthy and all those offensive pieces healthy, um, that's huge for them, but they need Jimmy G to, one, be on the field, and two, play at the level, or at least close to the level, of the other three quarterbacks in that division, because all the teams are super talented, and all the quarterbacks are talented in that division. Stafford... Russell Wilson, uh Kyler Murray. You need him on the field, you need him playing well. Um, otherwise you don't have a chance in this division. And um, you know, there's a scenario where all these four teams could get in as wild card team well, like the first team would win the division and the other three teams would be wild card teams since there's a seven team um playoff. Um it's possible, not very likely, but I could see at least three teams in and then a fourth team, at least on the cusp of it. Um, but it's just a bloodbath division at this point, and any big injury for one team or another team or that team can just change the whole complexion of who finishes where in that division. Um, they did do good to bring back Trent Williams. Um, they s- need to in the draft just to get some depth pieces and um, have their fingers crossed that no one big gets hurt. Um, no word yet on Richard Sherman for them, but it doesn't look like he'd be brought back. Um, so that is the NFC West. Next up, we have the NFC South, and normally I'd start off with the team that won the division, but in this case, the team that did win the division, um, went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, they retained, uh, quarterback Tom Brady. He had a three extension, which was for captain purses, purposes, excuse me, to help keep the team intact, um, him taking, I believe, a fourteen million dollar um, restructure allowed for them to bring in a Shack, um, bring back Shaq Barrett at defensive end, uh, linebacker Levante David, tight end Rob Gromkowski, t- uh, kicker Ryan Suckup, Chris Godwin signed the franchise tender, um, tight end Tanner Hudson uh, resigned, uh, defensive line Jeremiah Ledbetter, defensive lineman Pat O'Connor. Left guard Aaron Stinney, long snapper Zach Triner, and wide receiver Cyril Grayson were others who were kept on the team. Um, they lost safety Andrew Adams. He signed with the Eagles. And Chappelle Russell signed with the Jaguars. Um, they still have Antonio Brown and Dominican Sue Leonard Fournette. They are still free agents, and they also lost uh, Kevin Minter. He signed with the Bengals, and they haven't added anyone who's new. But, you know, they went out and made sure to bring the band back together, which Bruce Aarons said after the Super Bowl he wanted to do. Um, not sure if they have to cut anybody else or still rework some contracts in order to bring back Antonio Brown and Dominican and Sue, um, or even if they want to bring back Leonard Fournette as well. Um, but they are still the team to beat in the NFL um, with the fact that they have a second year with this coaching staff and this quarterback and all these players, so they should be more used to each other and uh, be able to develop even more chemist- chemistry on field. So, Buccaneers look like very much the same team, and that is a good thing for them. Uh, New Orleans, can't, the same can't be said for them. Again, they won the division at 12-4, and 4, but they were knocked out in the divisional round, and uh, they've had to, with the cap situation, they were anywhere from 70 to 100 mil over the caps. So they had to do a ton of restructures, tons of cuts, um, they retained safety Marcus Williams. They tagged him with the franchise tag. Taysom Hill, they had a unique contract, a four-year, $140 million extension, but they're all voidable years. Um, and that was just to reduce his cap hit by $7.5 million. Uh, restructure with safety Malcolm Jenkins, wide receiver Michael Thomas. Um, they were ready to keep Jameis Winston, so they brought him back at quarterback um, to go along with Taysom Hill. Running back, Dwayne Washington, Ty Montgomery, James Hurst, offensive lineman, Noah Spence, defensive lineman, um, JT Gray, safety, defensive lineman, Marcus Willoughby, and uh, defensive end, Cam Jordan. He was brought back with the restructure. Um, they cut Quan Alexander, traded Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle, Quan Alexander, linebacker. Manu um, Sanders, he was cut, signed with the Bills. Um, Jared Cook signed with the Chargers. Josh Hill um, signed with uh, his old tight end coach, Dan Campbell, in the Lions. He was a free agent, so he signed with the Troy Lions. Drew Brees, um, he retired. Basically, all his money was um, bonus money for this year anyway, so we're structured to at least give him bonus money. And then uh, wide receiver, special teamer, Justin Hardy, signed with the Jets. Janoris Jenkins was cut, signed with the Titans. Punter Thomas Morrison was cut, and then Trey Hendrickson signed with the Bengals after... Uh, 13 out of sack season in New Orleans, and uh, they only new player they brought in was fullback Alex Arma. So, again, they had to gut the roster, and it's basically Michael Thomas and a bunch of guys at receiver, new quarterback. Um, they have Alvin Kamara running back, um, they have the tight end that they drafted last year out of Troutman. Um, but yeah, just a whole new team. And are they even a playoff team? Can they, um, they're definitely not going to compete for the division if Tampa Bay plays at an even higher level. So um, it's crazy to think that because they dominated Tampa Bay in the regular season, both matchups. But a lot has changed in the last, you know, a few months to a year. Or so uh, yeah, a very creative coach, and you know, Mickey Loomis is very creative general manager. But not only this year, but in future years, even with the cap going up with the new TV deal, um, how does all these restructures affect? future year's cap for them, Um, and New Orleans. Finally, the bill came due for them and may come due in future years as well due to all the restructuring they did this year just to get under the cap. Um, Next team up, the Carolina Panthers. They franchise-tagged their right tackle, Taylor Moten. Um, They also brought back wide receiver Keith Kirkwood, lot snapper Jeffrey Jansen, right tackle Trent Scott, tight end Colin Thompson, wide receiver Brandon Silstra, kicker Julie Sly, wide receiver Ishmael Hyman. They um, cut, defensive tackle go short. Center Tyler Larson signed with Washington. Tight end Chris Manhurt signed with the Jaguars. Punter Michael Pilardi signed with the Dolphins. Alex Arma signed with the Saints, the fullback. And they signed as new players, defensive end Stephen Weatherly. Wide receiver David Moore to be their number three. Um, and they also lost uh, Curtis Samuel. That was the big loss on their offense. He signed with Washington. So they do not have that versatile piece there at receiver who could play running back, play side receiver, make plays downfield, and also, you know, make plays on swing passes. Um, he signed a big new deal with Washington. So, um, But defensive line, Morgan Fox and Steven Sullivan were also added. So Carolina, what are they doing quarterback? I still don't know Um it was sounding like they wanted to move off Teddy Bridgewater, but I guess they're gonna stick with him until something else better comes along, where it'd be move up from number eight in the draft or go after Deshaun Watson. But still, no big word on what's happening there. Um, second year with you know the coaching staff um, with Matt Rule there, um, Joe Brady, create offensive coordinator, who was at LSU a couple years back. Um, it you know unless they get better at the quarterback position. Um, they've brought in some young, last year was an all-defensive draft, so those players should be better with the second year in it. Do they invest on offense? Big time now, we'll see there. Um, they did also restructure with, um, Christian McCaffrey to help get themselves some cap room, but it wasn't clear what that cap room was for, because they haven't signed anybody huge in free agency. Was it to set up for a big trade for a quarterback? No word yet, so... Um, that's the Panthers' side of it, and then the Falcons finished last in the division. They retained uh, defensive line Tyler Davidson, Pro Bowl kicker Young-Wei Koo, uh, cornerback Tyler Hall, right tacker Matt Gano, wide receiver Christian Blake, tight end Jaden Graham, and edge player Jacob Tuiati-Mariner. They lost um, Alex Mack, he signed with the 49ers. Guard Justin McCray signed with the Texans. Just James Carpenter was cut. Um, There's no word yet on some of their other free agents, Um, Todd Gurley, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal, Charles Harris, Lady Ray Wilson, Alan Bailey was cut, and uh, Matt Schaub retired. Um, Their additions, they, for whatever reason, um, decided to trade a 2022 second-round pick to the Buffalo Bills for uh, Lee Smith, who who had four catches, 35 yards, and two touchdowns last year. Um, He's a blocking tight end, so... but. Um, with a ton of experience, but did you really need to get a draft pick for a guy that may have been on the cutting block anyway? I don't know, but not much at all, so it's not, you know... They haven't lost anything huge, but it was still odd that they gave up picks. pick. Safety, Eric Harris, and then linebacker, Brendan Copeland. Um, so, Falcons look pretty much the same team. Um, they have the number four pick. Do they use that to get their future quarterback, or are they... Um, Thinking to themselves, well, if Arthur Smith, uh, the guy they hired as their new head coach from Tennessee, if he is the guy that can make Ryan Tannehill a star, can he do the same and bring uh, Matt Ryan back to that MVP level that he had the year they went to the Super Bowl? Because if they can, then he still—he's only, I'd say, only thirty-seven. But you know, with Brady still playing at a high level at forty-three and Rogers playing at his high level, at 37, still appearing to have years left, Um, you don't necessarily have to move on to a young quarterback. uh, But, you know, do you add another piece to that offense where you already have a Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, you know, and Arthur Smith comes from a running game uh, background with, you know, letting Derrick Henry run crazy the past two years. So um, that's with the Falcons and the NFC South. The NFC East, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they really retain Dak Prescott on a four-year, $160 million deal. Um, cornerback Jordan Lewis comes back, along with wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Cornerback C.J. Goodwin, defensive lineman Antoine Woods. They lost uh, Chidobi Owuze, signed with the Bengals. Blake Bell signed with the Chiefs at tight end. Offensive line Cameron Irving signed with the Panthers. Um, quarterback Andy Dalton um, was their backup. He signs with the Bears. A linebacker Joe Thomas signed with the Texans. They're new guys. Not a ton of new guys. Um, swing tackle Ty Seki, So they have some depth behind. Uh, Tyron Smith and Lael Collins at the tackle spot. Defensive tackle Carlos Watkins. Defensive tackle Brent Urban. Defensive end. Terrell Basham and long snapper Jake McQuaid. So not a ton of movement there, but they kept the quarterback and they have some stability at that position. It's not a year-to-year thing anymore with Dak. He's set there for at least the next three years at that quarterback position. They're paying him a lot of money, but that's what happens when the next quarterback hits market or is close to market. You have to pay that next guy record numbers normally, or at least close to that. So um, they do that with Dak Prescott. Now it's about does he have the pieces around him both defensively and offensively? Still no guarantees on that. I think they're going to have to hit really well in the draft, you know, losing a corner like Uzi, um They to keep Jordan Lewis, but and then they still have um, Trayvon Diggs at the other corner, but um, still not in love with their depth. Um, they do have some great skilled people like Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Mari Cooper at receiver, and they bring back Jake Blake Jarwin the tight end. But can Ezekiel Elliott come back to that player he was a couple years ago? Can they, you know, just play more efficiently offensively, and defensively, and not have any injuries to the offensive line and the defensive line? That's going to be huge. Um, they do have the best quarterback situation in the division, which counts for a lot. But you still need pieces around him for him to be successful consistently. Uh, the Washington Football Team, they um, franchise-tagged guard brand Scherf, one of the best in the league, so they made sure to keep him around. Um, kept young quarterbacks Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, uh, kicker Dustin Hopkins, and wide receiver Cam Sims. Uh, they lost. Uh, they lost Alex Smith. They cut him. Um, Ronald Darby signed with the Broncos at corners. their top corners. Not with them anymore. Blackburn, Shane, Dion Hamilton signed with the Detroit Lions. Kevin Pierre-Louis signed with the Texans at linebacker. And running back Lamar Miller... or Excuse me. Lamar Miller is staying in... Is retained as a player for the Washington football team. Uh, new players. William Jackson signing a big deal with them from the Bengals. So they do end up replacing what they lost in Ronald Darby with William Jackson, who is at least close to as good as Darby and may actually be an upgrade at that position. Uh, Curtis Samuel signing with them and having him with a Taylor McLaurin, um, you know, uh, they were both at Ohio State together and had that speed um, combination, both 4-3 speedsters, so they can get downfield and they can also do some sweet plays, some run plays with Samuel along with a player like Antonio Gibson, who can play at running back and carry the load, but also make plays in the passing game as a running back. So they can do some creative things offensively with that. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is their quarterback. It appears I'm saying one year, $10 million deal Um, can be a mentor to those young guys, but they could also look at a guy in the draft. Um, They don't have their future set that position as of yet. Um, Tyler Larson at center, and then Tori MacGyver at corner. So Washington, they're building a great culture there with Ron Rivera um, running the show there. There's no Dan Snyder trying to, you know, get big-name free agents on his own and, you know, trying to say how they should go and what direction they should go. It's Ron Rivera's squad now since he got them to the playoffs with all the QB issues that they had last year. And uh, I think, you know, they... May not, you know, have the quarterback situation of a Dallas, but with their culture and with their coaching, they can definitely compete for that number one spot in the division um, on a consistent basis, even without a great quarterback. But if they were to find one, that would just put them way over the top. Um, But, you know, Washington building something pretty good there. Will it be special? Not sure as of yet. A team that's torn down a bunch in the past few years, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they had to restructure... um, Jason Kelsey at center. Defensive end, Brand Graham. Um, They were able to also retain Kayvon Seymour at corner. Wide receiver, Greg Ward. Running back, Boston Scott. Linebacker, Alex Singleton. Defensive tackle, Hassan Ridgeway. Um, They lost. uh, Cornerback says safety, Jalen Mills. So losing some depth in the secondary behind Darius Slay. Deshaun Jackson, they cut him. Malik Jackson got cut, signed with the Browns. Alshon Jeffrey was cut. They traded Carson Wentz. Um the new pieces they brought in, uh 2021 the third round pick and a conditional twenty twenty-two second round pick that could be a first if the Annas Colts make the playoffs and Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps. Uh safety Andrew Adams and then they kinda had a bargain with safety Anthony Harris of the um of the uh Minnesota Vikings getting him on a one-year five million dollar deal after his franchise tag last year. But in general, they have to, you know, rework their contracts a bunch with the dead cap, 30-plus mil of dead cap with Carson Wentz. And uh, just their whole roster since that 2017 Super Bowl season, for the most part, just been gutted and new coaching staff with Nick Sirianni. Not sure what to make of this Eagles team. Um, are they going to stick with Jalen Hurts in the long term? I think you want to put the best team around him to just make sure he is or isn't the guy. But they can always look in the draft or, you know, any trade market and try and get better at the quarterback position. But they're also pushed up against the cap anyway. So what they can do is incredibly, incredibly limited. Um next up the New York Giants. They retained defensive end Leonard Williams. They had him on the franchise tag and then signed him to a six year excuse me, three year sixty-three point five million dollar contract. Um, they also retained tight end Levine Toy Lolo, defensive lineman Austin Johnson, wide receiver David Sills, long snapper Casey Kreider, cornerback Madre Harper, and uh, Jackson Barton at off the tackle. They cut uh, Golden Tate receiver, uh, right guard Kevin Seitler was cut and then signed by the Ravens, and then Delvin Tomlinson, um, a run-stuffing defensive tackle, signed with the Vikings. They bring in another tight end alongside um, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. They paid him about two years, 16 mil. I think that's a little pricey for a number two tight end, especially one not coming off great statistical year in Rudolph, but at least they have two tight ends to help out with Daniel Jones, they got John Ross, the receiver. If any, from the Vikings, some depth and talent in defense line. Reggie Ragland, linebacker. Uh, Devontae Booker at running back, so they have a backup uh, to uh, Saquon Barkley. And then quarterback Mike Glenn, so a veteran backup there behind uh, uh, Daniel Jones. But, you know, they haven't... There's still some interest there between them and Kenny Galladay, and I think that would be a great fit to bring him in. And then you have John Ross as a speed guy, who you know maybe you can do things with. But you start out with Galladay as your number one receiver, Um, Sterling Shepard as your guy in the slot, and then Darius Slayton can be, you know, maybe your number two in that situation—not elite number two, but a decent number two there. And then start out with three receivers, two pretty good tight ends. Hopefully, Saquon Barkley's healthy. Um, they also, um, he starts with a contract of uh, tackle Nate Soldier, so they have him and Andrew Thomas at the tackle spots. Maybe they both, if they both can play at their top level this year, um, that offensive line will be a lot better. But um, we still need to see it on uh, a consistent basis. Joe Judge shows some potential to be a pretty great coach. Um, Jason Garrett, um as their offense coordinator is a nice guy to have there as a former quarterback and a guy you who know, handled all those personalities in Dallas, so a calming presence there for Daniel Jones. If he can cut out the turnovers and play efficient football, play efficient football in that defensive line, and defense overall, keeps playing like it did down the stretch, Giants can maybe make a run at this division, but I need to see it before I believe it with them. Um, so that is the NFC East. And then our last division now, the Green Bay Packers. Um, they retained running back Aaron Jones with a four-year $48 million deal. Um, wide receiver Devin Funches restructured to stay with. And then also Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith, their linebackers, pass rushers, they restructured deals. They also capped corner Chandon Sullivan, wide receiver Malik Taylor, Wide receiver Kabean Enton, edge player Randy Ramsey, defensive line Delonte Scott, center Jake Hansen, wide receiver Alan Lazard um, with a restricted free agent tender, and also tight end Robert Tanyan with a restricted free agent tender. They did lose uh, running back Jamal Williams with the Lions. I mean, they had to make a choice between him and Aaron Jones. Uh, Pro Bowl center Corey Lindsley signing with the Chargers. Montrevious Adams, defensive tackle signing with the Patriots. And then Tim Boyle signing with the Lions. It, from there, it looks like uh, it will be Jordan Love as the backup behind Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Green Bay, um, they were able to finally keep a star of their own in Jones on offense along with Rodgers. So they have the triplets with Rodgers, Jones, and uh, Devontae Adams. Jones, he had a couple of fumbles in that NFC title game against the Buccaneers. And it was always sounding like the Dolphins and other teams were going to pony up to get him. But it's time to stay in Green Bay where he can be that um, dual threat in the run game and the pass game. And um, it still doesn't look great that they, you know, D.J. Dillon did step up. Up late in the year, but still doesn't look great that you spend a high draft pick, a number, a second round pick on A.J. Dillon when you were just going to bring back Aaron Jones anyway. Uh, But, you know, he ends up being the Jamal Williams replacement now, technically, and he does give you that power back option um, in the run game. So, and then, you know, Jordan Love, you know, when's he going to play? three, four, five years down the road, maybe never, if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing at this level, Um, but they still, in the draft, they need to find another playmaker or two offensively, and then also just some playmakers on defense, because their number two corner, um, Kevin King, who they haven't brought back as of yet, he got torched by those uh, talented receivers for uh, the Buccaneers, so they need to, Uh, more consistent play across the board in the secondary to help out um, their top corners a year, Alexander, um, and then also just get another ring for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's all-time great quarterback, very least top 10, maybe top 5, but he's only got one ring because a lot of the time they don't put the pieces around him to be successful. Next, the Minnesota Vikings. They retained offensive tackle Rashad Hill, And tight end Brandon Dillon, they lost Anthony Harris at safety, signed with the Eagles. Running back Mike Boone, um, defensive end Stephen Weatherly, they cut him, he signed with the Carolina Panthers. Riley Reif was cut at tackle, he signed with the Bengals. And Kyle Rudolph was cut, he signed with the Giants. Uh, They brought back, uh, they brought in, excuse me, Dalvin Tomlinson and they bring back uh, Michael Pierce at defensive tackle. So those two guys inside, Pierce was an opt-out guy last year, so having those two inside will definitely help to stop the run uh, for them. They're bringing in a veteran, Patrick Peterson, to help out the young guys that they have. Um, Jeff Gladley, Gladney, um, one of those two young corners there. Um, and then Nick Vigil, a linebacker. So they really need that secondary to um, grow up and be a lot better. Um, Again, with uh, Patrick Peterson there, he does give you the versatility to have him at corner and then maybe with his size at safety um, to see what um, they can do with all those uh, moving parts. Um, at corner, so they have Gladney. They also had uh, they have safety Harrison Smith. Mike Hughes, They was first round a couple years back. And uh, Cameron Dantzler, so those are all the young pieces that they have in that secondary Um Hopefully they're able to keep that front line together with uh, Pierce and Dan Daniel Hunter and Stephen Weatherly because that looks like a formidable bunch up front. Um, but you know you need uh, Kirk Cousins to play like he did last year, maybe a little better, but also that defense in general to like improve to that level or at, or at least close to that level they were at when they went to the NFC title game with Case Keenum um, because they really brought in Kirk Cousins to be that um piece to elevate them with that defense and the defense hasn't played at that level since he's been brought in. Some of that is how much you paid him, of course, but some of that is um guys got older on defense like Xavier Rhodes and other players and just didn't play up to the level um Mike Zimmer, their coach, would have expected. Um so um they're gonna need to hit big in the draft for sure. Um but also have the young players in the secondary that they picked last year at a high level. The Bears, uh, that's a team that's really seemed to have gone downhill. They were able to retain Allen Robinson with the franchise tag, um, kicker Cairo Santos, guard Jermaine Fetty, uh Mario Edwards, defensive lineman, J.B. Holtz, tight end, defensive end James Vaughters, Josh Woods, Ryan Null, um, running back, left guard Alex Bars. Right tackle, Badara Torreira, and wide receiver, Reggie Davis. Those are the guys they retained. But because they brought in a quarterback late, which we'll talk about in a second, they had to cut their top corner. Kyle Fuller's been a pro bowler, all pro, um, but they're just going to cut him and let him go to market because of cap situation. Defense tackle, Roy Robertson-Harris, signed with the Jaguars. Uh, Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, they said they weren't going to bring him back. He signs um, with the Bills to be their backup there. And defensive tackle Brent Urban with the Cowboys. Uh, The new players they brought in were quarterback Andy Dalton and defensive lineman Angelo Blackson. And bringing Andy Dalton with a one-year, $2 million deal, um, up to $13 million with incentives, and it sounded like from his early press conference that they told him that he's going to be the starter. Uh, And it's him and Nick Foles on the quarterback depth chart. Um... You know, there's talk of them going for Russell Wilson, but they would have had to go all in with draft picks and maybe a couple starters and everything else. And Seattle, without a quarterback that the Bears could offer them, that wouldn't be a massive step down for Russell Wilson. That wasn't a deal that was likely never going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know what the Bears are going to do. And it's, you know, a one-year try and get it done or... You guys are getting fired with um, their coach Matt Nagy and their GM Ryan Pace. You know, are they going to do something desperate at the draft? Are they going to do anything at the draft? You know, try and make the best of a bad situation. But anytime you have desperate people in that position, they they will take you know as they say desperate measures. So um, they could make a move with future picks to get a young quarterback, but it'll be like. Potentially a massive trade that will affect drafts two, three years down the road. Um, so that is the Chicago Bears. And the last team to cover is the Detroit Lions. Um, they were able to retain uh, Romeo Cuarzo for a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. Um, their best pass rusher, keeping him in tow, going from an undrafted free agent to one of the really better pass rushers in the league. Linebacker Jalen Reeves Mabin. Cornerback Mike Ford, punter Jack Fox, offensive tackle Matt Nelson, and linebacker Jason Cabinda brought back. They lose uh, Matt Stafford, again, traded to the Rams. Um, You know, as part of that deal, they get Jared Goff, a 2021 third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. Um, Kenny Galladay, you know, they enfranchised tag him. They let him go to free agency. He hasn't signed with anybody yet, but doesn't sound like... There's any traction for him to come back to Detroit. Cornerback um, Justin Coleman, who they signed a couple years ago, uh, is one of the better nickel corners in the league. He had a high contract. They cut him. He signs with the Dolphins. Marvin Jones, the number two receiver, he signs with the Jaguars. Reggie Raglan a linebacker, goes to the Giants. Cornerback uh, and special teamer Jamal Agnew, a very good return guy, he signs with the Jaguars. Linebacker Jared Davis, signed with the Jets. Kicker Matt Prater, very good kicker, going to the Arizona Cardinals. And then Desmond Trufant was cut by the Lions and signed with the Bears. And, you know, like I said, they got Goff, a third-rounder this year, and two future firsts in exchange for Stafford. Tyra Williams, they signed after he got cut by the Raiders. Josh Hill was with Dan Campbell in New Orleans, so he goes um, with him to Detroit. Um... Defensive Tackle, Michael Brockers, was acquired for a 2023 7th round pick from the Rams. Wide receiver Rashad Perriman brought in one year, $3 million. So it's really Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perriman, receiver, probably going to work at that position in the draft. Um, Jamal Williams brought on a two-year, $7 million deal. So he's going to be there with DeAndre Swift. So that's a pretty good one-two combination there. And Rodgers' former backup, Tim Boyle, is signed. And then linebacker Sean Dion Hamilton so Detroit um they were up against the cap after the Stafford trade anyway, so there wasn't really all that much they could do, but it was great for them to keep a Miquara um good culture player, former draft guy who's become a really good pass rusher in this league um, they get a great haul for Stafford, but you still are wondering, can you get anything about? with this former number one pick, uh, Jared Goff. Because if you can, and he's close to what Stafford gave you for many years, and you can put pieces around him, it's a great trade for them. But um, no guarantee because they only really have Tyrell Williams and Rashad Pearman out wide and, you know, not much else. Um, So there's still a lot of work for that team. Um, They could go receiver in the draft with just those few pieces on the team. But, you know, they're... It's going to be a long road, and that's why, you know, both the quarter, the head coach, excuse me, uh, Dan Campbell, and uh, Brad Holmes signed long-term deals. I believe five, six-year deals, something in that range. So um, with that, those were all eight divisions, um, covered all 32 teams and what they have done in the first week of free agency so far. It's been a crazy run so far. It'll be interesting to see if there, any other big moves happen. Um, but, yeah, and then how it affects what teams do in the draft until the free agency period is over. It's tough for me to really dive into mock drafts and think, Oh, this will happen. This will happen. This will happen because you have to see ideally you teams want to address most, if not every need on their team and then go into the draft, just going best player available. Some teams are able to do that and some teams aren't. Um, so with that in mind, uh, it's been an awesome episode, long episode, Uh, Close to 100, right over 100 minutes. So it's been a fun, uh, crazy first week free agency. Um, If the new breaks, um, I'll be sure to try and make another episode and also previewing the draft at some point point. make my own mock. But, uh, yeah, hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. And thank you for tuning in to the Robins Football Thoughts Podcast.